Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is The Frog King Fragments. It was written by Stefan Schuda and translated into English by Pascal Breitenfeld, who is also our game master. And this is episode three. Our recap will be given by Brian Ridge as his character, Joseph Prince Esquire. But before we begin, I would like to mention that we have a new patron. Chase Kapner uh, has pledged $3 a month to our club. Thank you so much, Chase. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Brian. Uh, Frau Ehrlich, I hope this letter finds you well. I am writing while sitting comfortably on a train headed towards Sehausen to give you an update on our efforts to find your husband. We spent time in Gottingen tracking uh, Dr. Erling's comings and goings. It seems he created a bit of a ruckus at a local university during a guest lecture by putting forth some, some sort of theory that his colleagues found quite controversial. From what we can gather, your husband claims to have discovered a lost letter from the author Jacob Brim that reveals details that cast his written work in a new but controversial light. We spoke to the matron at the boarding house where he stayed and learned that that evening after the lecture, he received a visit from a female student, a quite attractive student, I am told. Shortly later, he ran out of the room in his nightgown in a fit of excitement, presumably upon some sort of revelation related to his studies. Speaking with a neighbor, we learned he ran towards a nearby park. Assuming that there was something there that interested him, we visited, visited it ourselves and found a lovely pond with a mysterious statue of a water nymph surrounded by small aquatic animals, frogs, snakes, etc. It was a queer piece of work and we are unsure of its significance to your husband. It was designed by one uh, Jacob Yoke, a name that did not ring a bell amongst our team until young Mr. Lack visited the university library. Mr. Ehrenbert and I visited the local train station and discovered that your husband purchased a ticket towards Seyhusen on the following morning, which is where we are heading now. Our hope is that the locals can provide some insight as to your husband's location and state of mind. Our current theory is that your husband made such a revolutionary discovery that it must have driven him into such a fit of excitement that he lost control of his faculties. Perhaps he will get better over time, but perhaps not. I do hope to bring you good news, but should our investigation come to an unfortunate conclusion, please be assured that I'll be there for you as a friend. You need a hand to hold or a shoulder to cry on. We'll be staying at the Hotel Golden Lamb in Seyhusen in case you need to reach us. Do take care of yourself, Joseph. Thank you. So when we left up, uh, last we had Hans and Dr. Prince in a, a strange dream and we'll take a step, a step backwards uh, into uh, with the other players into the train. Hans and Dr. Prince fell asleep while uh, the train was driving on. And a young man you know, who got into the train with the rest of you starts uh, 
talking in to the lot of you. Basically, he seems to be looking for uh, com- uh, conversation. He is uh, very uh, indiscriminate. Uh, he's a young guy, about average height, um, has slim brown, uh, slim uh, features, brown hairs. His hair is a little bit disheveled. And he's wearing quite a good suit, but it doesn't look like he's taking uh, care of it very well. And uh, he's turning to Daniel. And where you uh, where are you driving to? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, Pascal, I'm trying. Uh, we were going to. Uh, we were going to. Uh, not going. We we're, were leaving Gutting, going to. Uh, yeah, you're leaving Gutting and uh, by train to Seehausen. Seehausen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seehausen, where are you? Ah, oh, me, me too. I, I actually, uh, from Seehausen. Uh, um, nice to meet you. My name is uh, uh, Carl Friedrich Yilman. Um, well, what brings you to this shitty town uh, at the ass end of nowhere? Oh, I heard a festival is coming up and it's on the trainway. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> you don't, you don't want, don't want to tell me you're you're going to this, to the rifle festival. Is is that this weekend? Oh my God! Mostly to beat an old friend, but ah, wasn't my first I, choice. <laughs> I can tell you, the best thing you can do is leave that town. I myself, I'm I'm just going back there. I'm gonna organize. Uh, little uh strike with the uh, uh within the factory of my father this this town has to be, has to be shaken up <clears throat> sounds like a serious endeavor considering everything yeah sure those bourgeois uh, uh system compliant cowards in that town they ha- have to take a good kick i tell you and he's droning on about Marxist theories and I don't even know if Daniel says much. I think he just kind of lets the guy wind himself out. <laughs> does does Daniel look like he needs a, a rescue from this <laughs> random stranger? Well, you can't, you can't make it obvious, but you know, I, I know that uh, Walter knows him well enough to probably know when he's just letting someone exhaust themselves. <laughs> okay, like adjusting their sleeves a bit, checking their like cufflinks. Yeah, Daniel looks a little bit uncomfortable. And uh, uh, the young man is just going on. Uh, on. Do you know any anything about uh, about Seehusen? No, uh, not that much actually. Would you care to tell me about it? <laughs> I can tell you a lot about this great town of ours. It's a high cultural uh, center. I, I, if you uh, want to join the Hearts Club and go wandering uh, in the nature, we saw 
dear uh, head teacher, Dr. Schmicke, and uh, maybe you want to join the rabbit uh, breeder society. And, and if you're in really good standing with, uh, with that idiot chairman, you might even get a chance to have one of those little garden lot, uh, lots appointed uh, to you. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, it's just, but, but you have to take care. If you get on the wrong side with the mayor, he's, he's one of those who, who uses the police for us uh, like his private army. So better take care, man. What's your mayor's name? Oh, uh, uh, Greaser. He's been in office for like, I don't know, 12, 14 years, something like that. Strange, which is, I tell you, strange. He's uh, basically, he's, uh, he's like the biggest uh, bill, uh, building contractor in town, but my father and his cronies, they don't even like him. They just stick up with him because uh, the economy is working uh, under him. You mentioned you had some beefs with your father's company. What do they do? Hmm? Well, you have well, some problems with your father's company. Well, he's in the, he is one of those rich industrial types. What what do they produce? Uh, tin, tin, and tin cans. Tin cans. That's quite quite some business in uh, in Seehusen. So, those workers have to be united. Yeah, and he he like goes on. At some point, the uh, you reach the town of Nordheim, and the the whistle blows, and that is when Hans and Doctor Prince wake up. Welcome back to the land of the living. <sighs> oh, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't impaled on all those thorn bushes. I've been climbing Rapunzel's tower, you see. These fairy tales yep. seem to be getting to us all. Usually have a usually have a sleeper. Oh, you know, train. Be sleeping in strange beds and then getting on a moving train, kind of restful. I'm glad I didn't drool that much. You're just out like, I guess, a pile of wood. So Ooh. how far is uh, uh, Nord, what is it, Nord Heist? Nordheim, it's like... Nordheim? Are we a third of the way on the train schedule? About half. Oh, yeah. So it's still sunlight out, although it's later. Yeah, and uh, there are a couple of new passengers boarding the train. Um, one uh, elderly woman bit stocky um 
comes in. She has two little girls uh, with her. One is uh, might be like six years old, uh, six or seven years, and uh, one black uh, haired, the other blonde. And both two girls as the train starts again, and they run up and uh, down the aisle. Do they look and... like her daughters or her granddaughters? Mm, hard to tell. Could be the daughters, but somewhere in between. Uh, could be, uh, could be either. They are sitting like uh, a couple of uh, booths uh, ahead of you, and the, uh, one of the girls is like, "Auntie, tell us, uh, tell us a fairy tale. Tell us a fairy tale." Okay. And she starts off with the usual, once upon a time, there was a fisherman. And she starts into the, uh, the fairy tale of the fisherman and uh, was it, uh, the fisherman and his wife. You know, once upon a time, there, were, uh, there was a fisherman living in a shabby shack by a lake. Oh, what lake, auntie? Well, our lake, you know, what do you think, say, who's in, got his name by? We used to have, uh, we used to have a lake long, long time ago. And she's, you overhear this story because she's talking very loud. And it is kind of strange because uh, you, you all know this, uh, this fairy tale about the fisherman who, uh, uh, catch the fish who can talk and he grants wishes, wishes to, uh, to him and his wife wants more and more but in her version of the story she, he brings his wife to the fish and gives uh, and in fulfillment and uh, in order to fulfill his wishes he he gives his wife as a present uh, to the fish and she is taken under the water with him. Which, I, yeah, this this tale normally is sort of an object lesson about greed. The wife keeps asking for greater and greater status, and they end up where they started, but not. Uh, Sounds like it, a story where he makes a deal with the fish to get wishes in return for giving his wife as a sacrifice or a mate a for the fish. Very strange. In the earlier story, we heard of the, the frog king. He also took the princess down below the water, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a parallel there as well. Might be something weird at that lake in that town. There's and a the, bunch of fairy tales about that. If there's a bunch of fairy tales about that, might be something weird that like. <clears throat> and while the the train is uh, driving on, the girls uh, sit there for some uh, time. Then they run around, and at some point, the train whistle blows again, and the girls look out of the window, and they shout, "Look! Look! The Sandman! The Sandman!" Look. Yeah, she's like, what? 
and you look out of the window, there's like a horse cart up on, uh, on a hill uh, near the train line. And it's got all those sacks on the back, but on the uh, on the seat of the horse cart, there is like a, a harlequin, like a, a jester in, in completely colorful clothes with the uh, the the hat with all those uh, bells those bells uh, on and it drives parallel to the train which uh, which is going slow at the uh, at the moment and hey, you, yeah i was going to say I, I want to tap the gentleman who's been talking with uh Daniel, I want to tap him on the shoulder and say, "Hey, what's that? Is that you're from around here, right?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, the Strange. little girls gave it a name, so I thought you. Well, the girl is running up to that. That is this. That must be the Sandman. And those sacks, they ha uh, he has the dreams for the good children. Isn't that right, Auntie? And they they run back to uh, to the aunt. Uh, to their aunt and as you look over the cart draws away from the train but the this harlequin looks over his shoulder and you all got the feeling he's looking di directly at you he's basically a little bit far away to see you through the windows but you got this strange feeling that he's looking at you uh the uh the sacks in the back of the wagon they were sewn shut or tied shut we couldn't see yeah. what was in them yeah did it look heavy like sand or grain or did yeah, it yeah something like that like big uh, grain sacks or sand uh -huh. i want to step back down the aisle and talk to the auntie to introduce myself and ask her yeah, what she knows about that. Oh, it's an, uh, it's an old folk tale of, uh, of the sand. And I don't think, I rather <laughs> think that, that he is, that I was one of the, uh, of a carnival or something. But uh, don't you know the stories about the Sandman who brings sand to uh, and this, the dreams? I, I do. I, I do. I was just, you're, the children were so sure of who it was just based on the Harlequin. Oh, they got it. Too. They got uh, much uh, of imagination. <laughs> children are, are wonderful. Are they yours? No, my, my sister's. Oh, your sisters! You're just taking them for a trip. Yeah, we we have been for uh for a trip, and I'm bringing them back. Nice, nice. So, do you live in the same town, or? Yes, yes, yes. We we're from uh from Seehusen. Hmm. That's we're visiting. We, should, we wish we should reach quite uh within the next minutes. I hope. Oh, fantastic! It was an interesting variation on. The, uh, the the fisherman and the and the fish story that you told we hadn't heard that version before. Oh, that's how I uh, that's the way I 
I learned it from my mother. Yeah, well, I don't. I didn't know that there's another uh, version. Is your mother still alive? No, unfortunately, no. Not. she passed away. I'm so a sorry. Of years ago. You also mentioned that it was your lake uh, in Sehausen. Um, are there other legends? Are there other fairy tales that you know that have to do with your lake? Uh, We'd heard one about the Frog King. You know that one. I know the uh, I know the fairy tale, uh, of course, uh, about the, uh, the Frog King, but I don't know any different versions. That's I just know the uh, the one we uh, I've been told by my mother. What, what <laughs> oh, is, tell what us, is Auntie. That? Yes, please tell us. You're such and a good storyteller. Uh, Oh, okay, and she starts into the the frocking, and it's basically the normal version you all know. But she seems a little bit confused at times. She's she's fishing for words. She's stopping, and at one point, uh, there's the puss in boots, uh, which brings a dinner invitation to the king so she just mixes seems to mix up uh, some some fairy tales but uh, all in all it's it's the the story uh, you all know does she seem okay i mean like is does it does it seem like she has any mental issues or um I you mean, can do strange psychology if you want. Okay, I would. I could ask if, like, does it seem like she's trying to like cover up something? She does pretend she doesn't know something. I failed. I got a ninety-two in my psychology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think she's a, a dangerous psychopath? <laughs> no, um, you can tell. You think she's basically uh, she uh, she's not that firm in uh, in the story. Like listening to my mother tell a joke. Okay. Just kind of wanders around and never gets the right, right thing. So, and the train then draws into the station of Sehusen's, um, like six, you say, uh, yeah, six in, uh, in the evening. And from all what you heard and were told, you, you basically pictured a very small rural town. But as you draw in, the, the town doesn't seem all that small. You, uh, the train passes a couple of factory buildings. And as you step uh, onto the, the platform, there are quite some, uh, some people looks like they're getting back from day trips or something. Some people ha have uh, luggage uh, with them, so they seem to be tourists coming here. And you can see uh, that the the train station isn't all that small. There's a big industrial train uh, area. Uh, so you leave the... Uh, Before we get separated, I'd like to give the girls like a small coin and say, you know, buy some ice cream on, on me. Ah, thank you. 
they take it and okay um you get into the the station hall and there are quite a hustle for uh for a saturday evening there are a couple of bellboys with signs from uh from hotels good thing we booked ahead Is there anyone from our hotel? Um, did you did you arrange to get picked up? No, we just booked a place as far as I know. Mm, yeah, you, you booked the, the golden lamb. Lamb. Uh, yeah. No, there's there are Is there a cab? Uh, none inside the hall. Or or yeah. yeah, I mean, it's probably even though the village is larger than we expected, the hotels are probably within a block or two of the train station. Um, yeah, there's an um, an info desk where uh, uh, a train uh, work, uh, employee is giving you information. Um, all of you do a spot hidden, please. Yes, regular. I failed. I got extreme success. Okay. Uh, what are you spot hidden? Hmm? Uh, spot hidden? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, regular. Um, yeah. Okay. And the ones uh, hard who succeeded, you notice that there are a couple of notices uh, hung up at uh, the, uh, their posters for for different things. For once, there's there are posters for the upcoming uh, rifle uh, club festival, which will be uh, on this Saturday and Sunday. But what you notice as well is there are signs with the big heading wanted. The police is asking for the is asking the general public for help on their search for a distinguished man of about 60 years, six foot six feet tall, of lean stature, thinning white hair, and prominent sideburns. The man is wanted for questions concerning the criminal case burned. He lodged under the name Erling in the Hotel Golden Lamb this week and defined himself as a professor of German language. Any variations he immediately brought to the attention of the Schuhausen Police Department. Schuhausen, Friday the 14th, 1926. I feel uh, professors. like... Professor's been getting up to his old tricks here. I, I feel like Daniel takes uh, the flyer off, like, is it, like, stapled to, like, a wall or, like, a pole? Yeah, it's just uh, just stapled. I'll just take it. Just you can it. just pull it off. And there are a couple of, the, of these. Yeah, of course. And and how many days ago was that posted? Is it, yeah. Today's Saturday. Yeah, so this yesterday. Was yesterday. So it's posted yesterday. What did he get up to? Who's burned? Yeah. Do we, have we heard of a burnt? Yeah, who's a burnt? Are we still? Should... Are we still where oh. we can ask somebody from the railroad? No. But yeah, sure. Th that's Brunhilde. That's Miss Bernd, who he was traveling with. The student. Yeah. He did disappear, so it was like a missing persons case. Or you know, she was found dead. 
Oh no. Or something. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the information desk and ask. Yeah, an uh, elderly clerk uh, is standing there. Uh, how can I help you? Yes, we saw the wanted sign, and uh, uh, I must admit, uh, it made me a little uneasy. Is is this something I should be concerned about? Can you give me more details? Oh, more. Uh, wait, let me see. He's rummaging under uh, his desk and takes out a newspaper. Uh, well, I think this is basically all I know. If you uh, if you care for, uh, to take a look, certainly. May, may I have that newspaper? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, sure. I don't need it anymore. Thank you. Lifeless body found. Say Hosen, May thirteenth, nineteen twenty six. In the early morning hours of the past day, the comatose body of a young woman was found by passerbys in the vicinity of the municipal pool, Redekolk. According to the police, the body was, the, was that of 20-year-old Anne Rose B. from Mechhausen. As Chief Constable Schultz informed our correspondents, unknown persons had gained unauthorized access to the premises of the bathing establishment in the night to Wednesday in order to celebrate there quote, apparently one of those libertinistic orgies, as they are so characteristics for the moral decay of today's youth, in which way the unfortunate Anne Rose B. got into her pitiable condition could not be clarified so far, however. According to the initial witness statements, Miss B. had been seen several times over the past few days in the company of an older, distinguished-looking stranger with whom she also made several trips to and from Menchhausen, the police request the gentleman in question to contact them immediately for further questioning. Uh, so they just want to talk to him about it. I wonder if uh, her body condition... Or just like coma? Right. Comatose. I wonder if her condition has changed since then. If she was comatose, she may have recovered. She doesn't say anything about any other injuries. Reminds me, of course, of the attack on Fritz all those years ago. I wonder if the, the Redekolk pool is where the lake used to be. Yeah, like they did uh, when the lady uh, before we went on the train. I remember they said something about how uh, the bathing area is where the lake used to be. All right. Now, given uh, Erling was in general good health, still he was an older man spindly, I would expect that a 20-ish hearty German lass could defend herself perfectly well under normal circumstances. And of course, they were traveling together by choice. So it's, I, you know, I assume the police, I'm surprised the police are approaching it as a matter of he having been wanted like for questioning instead of well, yeah, it's hard to say. It seems like she just is unconscious and won't wake up instead of being injured because they would usually usually they mention if someone was like in the head of something. Well, you're thinking fairy tale again, obviously. We have to get the prince to kiss her. 
why they would want to talk to a professor about the orgiastic behaviors of youth is hard to say. Well, he was seen with her, so yeah. they're yeah. just trying to learn more, especially because they traveled together several times um, from Mechhausen. What What is Mechhausen? Is that a town? Is that... You asked the, the, um, the clerk? Sure, yeah. Um, uh, it's a... Uh... Mechhausen is a small, uh, small village uh, due to the north. It's like you can take uh, during the day. You can take the bus. Uh, he checks his watch. And, uh, you missed the, the last uh, bus if you want to go there. What What's the schedule for the bus? Oh, they uh, it goes. Uh, let me see. Uh, he looks into a schedule book, and um, the first bus leaves at. 10 in the morning, um, then it's 1 p.m. Five, uh, and 5 p.m. Okay. Daniel, do you, do you have a pad? Can you write that, those times down? Yeah. Thank you. And sir, how, how big is this village? How many people live there? I'd say it's like... What would it be? Maybe 100 or 150 people. Small, small. So quite, quite small. Yeah. And uh, you're standing uh, to, all together? Yeah. And um, Hans, the gold... hmm? I was just going to ask him where the golden lamb is. Oh, he, uh, it's in, he gives you a uh, direction. Um, you can take a uh, do you want to take a cab or it's it's not that far. It's like five minute walk. We'll just carry our stuff. Yeah, I'd like to but see yeah, the we're, all, we're all standing um, together. Hans, do a, a knowledge roll. Uh, 43 is regular, but I only have to spend one to make it a hard. Let's do that. Mechthausen. Okay, uh, with a hard success, Mechthausen. You, you, uh, you heard this name, uh, this town's name before, and you ponder a little bit, and you get, uh, uh, you have this nagging feeling that you, that you know it from somewhere, and it's, uh, and as you walk out of the train station there you see uh, a mother with two little boys like two rascals and that moment you just you're like uh, you know the town of Mechthausen because um, the German author and uh, illust uh, was illustrator Wilhelm Busch who lived uh, like um, until a few years ago, he spent his last ten years in that uh, that town. He lived there at the parish house. Did he illustrate for the Grimms? No, no, no. He was a far. Uh, he did. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Max and Moritz. It's like uh, uh, picture stories of. Uh, to to rascals 
Mm-hmm. Ah, Cats uh, and Jam. While playing tricks in Germany, it's uh, everybody knows that uh, that. Yeah, we had Cats and Yammer Kinder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we gather uh, up our things. We start to. We start to walk. Um, you know, I'm trying to think if the professor has gone off the deep end, he's lost his head. He's enwrapped in fairy tales and I'm starting to wonder, there's a little bit of a pattern here. I mean, what's the greatest prize when you're in a fairy tale? It's not always the princess or, or something like that, but it's Usually, wishes the the ability to grant have have wishes granted, and I'm thinking that if he thinks there's something in that lake that will give him wishes, uh, I'm I'm wondering if he's thinking that he has to sacrifice somebody like the girl. I, I wouldn't like to think of him harming somebody, but. In particular, you know, his own daughter is similar in age to this Baird girl. And I don't know what the professor would be wishing for. He has, you know, recently made a great scholarly discovery. He's, you know. Well, maybe he wishes everybody would believe him. It's more of possibly less that he's looking for the wishes, but to prove that the thing that, that the fish thing that offers the wishes is real. He's looking to find proof of what exists. Well, whatever it, whatever it is he thinks he's looking for just just confirms that he's insane. Uh, and he needs to be stopped before he actually hurts somebody. Yeah. You know, he may have already hurt somebody, the girl. More to the point, instead of being able to go to the police in this town and say, our professor has had a head injury, can you help us find him? They're already on a manhunt for him. Right. In which he's, this, that poster suggests he's presumed that they're not thinking of him as an injured party who needs assistance, but a dangerous person who's wanted by the authorities. So we're not going to have any help at all. Uh, and he has every reason to hide. I'll have to f- at least check on, uh, I guess, Annette. Uh, well, according, and- according to the article, she was from that nearby town, correct? Under Rosa's, yes. Didn't it say she was from Mackhausen? And if um, it's a, I put, I put she's the, just the article into the Discord. Right. You know, I am an ex-police detective. Um, I might be able to go to the police here, go by myself, mm-hmm. and simply say that I'm following... I'm trying to locate this professor that he caused quite a ruckus in the previous town. And they might bring me on board, you know, and tell me what's going on here so that I can assist. And do you think I should try to look into, uh, see if I can see if uh, uh, Miss uh, Burnt is okay? Maybe she's up. Yeah, well, I just... think the rest of you, I think if I go in alone, that'll work, but. Well, you do have some special insight into uh, the doctor's background. And also, if this Miss Barrett is from this small village not too far from the north, 
to the north. Perhaps it would it be too difficult to track down her family and inquire about what her interests, how, how she knew possible. the professor. Let's get ourselves set up in the hotel and then I'll go to the police. And talk I concur. I won't I mention a, any of you. I have a minor inkling of she talked to the professor and she got a new discovery and they all came the way down to here to go to that town that she supposedly came from. Perhaps she had some so I think something she mentioned inside about a, town like local, local, Yeah, local legends, local folklore. She had some information to share, perhaps. What's the giant cart full of flowers coming to us, though? And yet they the, kept coming back here. So, going back and so forth. there's yeah, so there's there's a reason they came back. It's interesting. Uh, the wanted notice didn't say anything about the thirty five thousand silk flowers. Yeah, five hundred. Kind of bring that up. <laughs> uh, so he didn't come and he hasn't been going back and forth to Maxhausen on a cart full of flowers. Was the fellow dressed as a harlequin tall enough to be Professor Erling? Um, he would have been tall enough, but he looked much younger. He did not have oh, white side you, you would have, uh, you would have identified the professor if he, uh, he was that he, he had a strange costume on and this cap on, but if it was, uh, had been wasn't wearing a mask, Erling, so you, you would have uh, noticed. Unless he's become younger. Um, his wishes got granted. He always w- uh, wished to be a holocaust. <laughs> right. <laughs> wished to entertain are, the masses eternally. Are we almost to our hotel? I need to put this yeah, back. Um, yeah. you, you walk down uh, the streets. Uh, um, this is really a nice little town. The The streets are quite broad the they are lined with trees I'll give you impression and you reach the hotel it's quite uh, quite nice the um the bellboy holds the door open and you uh, the porter is very accom- uh, accommodating he uh, checks you in when, when we sign the register book, do we see Professor Erling's signature there coupled down? Um, if you ask like that, do, do a luck roll. Yeah, that's, that's actually half so hard. so it's hard yeah it's uh you sign pretty much on the bottom of the page and he's base uh, basically on the lat at the first line of the uh, of the page and so so based on our timeline how many days prior did he check in he checked in where's my timeline there's my timeline He checked in on Monday the 10th. 
Okay, so we're arriving on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, it has the checkout uh, date as well. And he checked out on Wednesday the 12th. That was the day before the lifeless body was found. Right. So he, he, was, he was there for three days, checked out on the 12th. That was the day the body of the, the woman was found. When the order of flowers, he has a knack the, uh, for staying one step ahead of trouble. Uh, were the flowers ordered on Thursday or was it the Friday? I think they were ordered on Wednesday because we got it. We were heard from Frau Erling on Thursday. Right. Which means. So he left town and went to that other town. So he came here with her. They went to Mechthausen a couple of times. They got flowers. And then they ended up in the bathing area and she went comatose. Are you discussing this uh, in front of the desk clerk? No. <laughs> well, up in, at the room. Well, sort of quietly. If he does his, if, if he does a good, the listen role, he might be able to. <laughs> yeah. That's an idea. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, five. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, uh, Excuse me, sirs. Uh, you are interested in uh, in Professor Erling? Who, who yes, says this? The I'm sorry, the, the desk the, clerk. The desk clerk. Yeah. Sorry. The concierge. Concierge. Um, I I don't uh, I don't uh, don't want to uh, tell story about guests, but um, as he's uh, that was something strange. He. Uh, he checked out in the middle of the night. Hmm. Well, uh, he's been doing other things at night lately. <laughs> His schedule seems to be very irregular. Well, yeah, um, the, the police has been asking for uh, for him. For him, that's basically why. Uh, is there a young woman with him? Did the Barrett girl check out at the same time, or did um, she stay? Oh, um, no, he was staying alone. Um, no, I can't. Uh, um, at least from the time I was here, I can't remember him having any guests. I think the police asked for that as well. Was there any other odd behavior from him? We're asking because. His wife is, has asked us, we're friends of the family, to see if we can track him down. He may have suffered some sort of uh, breakdown. Well, well I, I wasn't in, in, on work here uh, that night, and he, he was very nervous. Well, up to that point, the, I've talked to him once or twice from when, uh, when he checked in. But he seemed pretty, uh, pretty nice and decent man. He basically stormed in and must have been something like one o'clock at night. That's when he, that's that's when he arrived, or when he well, it, it, before he checked out. Yeah, he he, checked out. he he got his key. He ran up to his room, got it, uh, uh, got his luggage. 
and demanded to check out immediately. And he didn't let me call a cab or anything. He just ran, ran out with a suitcase. Was he clothed? Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Just wanted to check. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't he be? Well, I could tell you stories. Um, <laughs> I would like to do a, an analysis of his... So he signed the guest book when he checked in and checked out? Uh, no, he just signed when he checked in and the uh, the date of the uh, check-in and check-out are filled in in another hand. Is, uh, I'd like to do a, a, a the, handwriting analysis. Uh, the, does it look like the clerk the, checked, the, uh, inserted the, the date when you checked in okay. and it's all... It's like repetitive. Uh, always, a lot of uh, dates are in the same ha uh, hand. So, so he just, all he did was sign his name. Yeah, he once, he once just signed time. signed when he checked in, and okay. um, the check in date and the check out date are added by the staff. I see. Okay. And in the guest book, there's no Fräulein Berndt. Not that you could see. When he uh, checked out in a rush, I know in the past when I've done that, I've forgotten some things behind. Did he? Did Did you find anything in in his room that could help us? Um, no, he didn't leave any personal uh, belongings. You mean that? I I need a drink, gentlemen. I think it's time for for us to head upstairs. Yeah, let's settle into our what? rooms. Are we sharing again, or did we get singles? We got doubles. It's probably much more reasonable. Yeah. Uh, what time is it? You tell me. Um, now like seven o'clock p.m. Um, I I'd like a single room. If if I'll take a single, I'll take a single room. Oh, it's fine with a double. Yeah. So it's three singles and a double. Hans, Hans, you can you can stay with me. We'll have a double. Yeah. I know how it is for a graduate student. <laughs> this isn't on my time egg. <laughs> um, I'll be back in a bit to join you, but I'm going to go to the police station. And yeah, we'll get a table for five wherever the concierge recommends, and you can tell us what. The, Give the time. local constables had to say. Hans, can, can you ask someone to, to bring up a cocktail, gin and tonic, please, something like that? Um, so uh, this, this day of traveling has been hard. The four of you are getting a drink. So we, might, we okay. yeah, we might as well get a drink at, at a place where we can get some food rather than in the hotel. Well, they have, they have a rest. Uh, um, Hotel restaurant, yeah. restaurant as well. Good, it'll be easier. But there, you passed some uh, some pubs and uh, and diners, so it would be possible uh, to go out. I'd be interested uh, in watching who's checking in for the festival in this in this rather nice little hotel. So we can the hotel tavern is fine with me. Okay, so Carl, you. Uh, you ask the concierge for directions to the police station. He says, police station. Um, 
basically down the road and next uh, the second to next right uh, on the right. Um, the police is located within the the what is it called the town hall. Okay. And I assume that there's enough going on in this town that there's somebody there 24 hours, probably. Well, uh, he says, um, when you ask the concierge, she says, uh, no, the, the station isn't manned around the clock. I don't know if, uh, if there's some, uh, somebody there at this hour. Well, I'll go by and check. Okay, so you walk up to the to the station, and as you uh, reach it, you see a young guy in a police uh, uniform just uh, leaving the main door of the town hall, and lock. Uh, he's turning around, locking the door. Excuse me, officer. Uh, sir, can I help you? Yes, are you uh, closing up offices for the evening? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Detective Carl Henning. I've uh, just arrived in town uh, a few minutes ago. Um, do you have a few minutes? Uh, I may have some information concerning uh, a poster that I saw on your uh, the wall. Uh, oh, sure, sure. Uh, uh, wait a second. Do come in, and he he unlocks uh, the door. The uh, the guy is a, 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 a little spindly man. Might be thirty. Mm -hmm. Fre uh, freckled face. Um, he leads you into what's the. Hmm? What's his last yeah, name? Um, um, he, um, I'm a trainee policeman, uh, uh, Kuna Durka, and uh, you're a detective uh, from where? Uh, from Berlin. Oh, from the capital. Indeed. That must be exciting. Well, it's a lot more busy. They're open twenty four hours there. I thought maybe you would. Be well, yeah, we, we don't have uh, we don't have the people to man the station twenty four hours here. Well, I'll tell you much what. Going on. I'll tell you what. I um, I was hired by a Miss uh, Yolanda Erling uh, to locate her husband, who is a professor. Uh, now, when I I've been tracing him through uh, the countryside and. I've ended up in your small town, and I noticed the poster on the wall. Uh, yeah, concerning... we're, we're looking for that man as well, if, if that is uh, the man who's, uh, who's in connection with uh, young Anna Rosa Berndt. Uh, yeah, can you tell me any more information? I can tell you that uh, he's been behaving rather um, oddly, which is why his wife is very concerned. Um, he was on a tour. He canceled his tour. He seems to have run off. Um, well, um, I, sh I shouldn't be, uh, of course, usually I shouldn't be talking about this, but uh, as your fellow uh, police detective, uh, I think I can 
Yeah, sure. Um, you see, Miss um, Berndt is, is uh, a student at the university in Göttingen. Uh, she comes from a small town near here. Um, it's uh, Mechthusen. It's a Mechthusen. Small, yeah. uh, small village close by. And uh, from what we could uh, find out, she, she was found in the early morning hours of Wednesday and unconscious next to the uh, to the Redecoke, that's the municipal bathing pool we have. It's uh, one of those sinkholes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, I tell you, it was quite strange. There was like a, like, what is this? Uh, this uh, star with five points uh, called, was was chalked on, uh, on the ground and there were all those candles. It was... Absolutely strange. Like some sort of strange ritual. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, and you say that you've seen the professor and her, they were seen together a number of times going back and forth to Munchhausen. Well, for what we could, uh, let me see, from what we could find out, she, uh, she took him, uh, uh, she visited her parents together with him. So her parents were there. Yeah, how is the woman? Is she unconscious in the hospital? Uh, she's well. They brought her uh, to her parents. She she seems to be still unconscious. She's with her parents. The doctor couldn't find uh, find anything wrong with her. She's basically she's just in a deep sleep. He says she's asleep and she won't wake up. Um, have you had any other odd disappearances or incidents like this uh, lately? Well, there are the missing Fumacher children. Missing children? How many? Uh, a boy and, and a girl. Uh, do, do you think that's related? I have no idea. Uh, that's the only the only reason I've uh, I'm still here is because we were keeping the 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 station manned longer in case we hear something. Tomorrow there will be another search party for the kin uh, for the kids. Where did they go missing? Um. They live near, uh, the Fumakas live near the woods on the uh, eastern outskirts of town. And they've been missing since, yes uh, since yesterday. Well, which is quite disconcerting. I'm not sure if you'd like to leave a note about me or my presence, or if you think that I should pop, pop in tomorrow. Uh, but I'm going to continue looking, and I'll certainly inform you of anything that I find. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. All right. Well, you have a good evening, officer. Yeah. I hope I could help you. And I shake his hand and I uh, yeah. walk away.
And then I come back to the hotel where I've got four drunk colleagues. And, uh, I, and we're eating. I, I, I probably more just full than actually drunk. They're eating schnitzel with noodles. And I. Uh, I join them. Well, I, explain, I tell them everything. I tell them everything that I just found out. I'd be a bitch. What are the kids' I... names, Carl? And don't tell um, it Hans and Greta. Are we going to find a witch in the forest? I know how ridiculous that sounds. I don't know. There's so many, uh, so many parallels out here with these grim fairy tales. It's creepy. Well, you know, that's sort of the thing that the brothers were interested in, too, is all the local variations, how all these small places have their own versions of the stories. and Also, children going missing in the woods. Woods are treacherous. People go missing in the woods all the time. For kids that live in the outskirts, they usually would probably know not to go into the woods on their own. The children yeah, but did... you know, even then, you can trip, you can fall, you can get in a situation. Yeah. The children, out of. the children disappeared yesterday? Yes, apparently. Yeah. So it's after oh, the, do, after, do the think... after the uh, doctor checked out. Um, the doctor checked out and then bought flowers that day. So we have a cold trail since he bought the flowers. That's actually the last location. Was found. Um, the girl when... is at her parents' house in Munchausen. I think we should pay them a visit. Yeah. Also, they found her in the morning of Wednesday, which means that she did something Tuesday night. She was in the middle of a, a, a chalked uh, pentagram with candles all around, like some sort of satanic ritual. Fascinating. Oh, she point. wasn't is, in the water. She was in a pentagram. Yeah. Which is quite odd because I didn't think that the fairy tales or, or any of the fairy tale leads have anything to do with witchcraft. Oh, there's witches all over them. Yeah, but, but they're not usually drawing pentagrams and worshiping mm. Satan. They're, they, they're making candy houses and eating children. Yeah. Although the uh, Schneewittchen witch, she can transform herself and others. She caused Snow White to sleep. But uh, yeah, I don't, th I feel like the culture of pentagrams and candles seems rather alien, but it, you know these 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 books of nonsense have been around. Translated into the circle, or do you think it's still there? I mean, on the one hand, it's evidence, and on the other hand, if they want the pools to be open, I think the whole concept of making sigils on the ground and in stars and stuff that's kind of medieval isn't it more of a protective kind of thing usually it's to keep yeah it usually in. protects the person inside it keeps things in or keeps things out did, did the uh, officer say anything about like maybe any unusual words written as well he didn't say you might not know yeah did the professor if he made the truck Markings? Did he keep the chalk with him? There are a number of. Uh, I'm concerned because the only evidence we have that Erling is still alive is that he bought the silk flowers the next day. Did he buy them 
in here in this town. No, he bought them in um, uh, Eliehausen, which is not far away. Hmm. He gets around. And I guess yeah. it's past the point where everyone thought he was missing, so no one would notice him with the, all the flowers. Carl, do you think he... the missing children have anything to do with their professor? I don't know. I asked him if there was any other things. I was hoping he'd say there's some sort of weird sleeping sickness. or, But uh, missing children, I doubt that it has anything to do with it. But, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Just in case there's a connection. I like to believe it's nothing, but it's a bit disconcerting how there seems to be like a, a weird correlative. I mean, he could have just as easily said somebody on across town got drunk and beat their wife. Mm. Does it have anything to do with our story? Nothing at all, but maybe you never know. It seems a bit too odd to be nothing. In. I'm just, I'll be relieved if we don't, you know, take the bus up to Mechthausen and find a tall obsidian tower behind a wall of thorns with a woman with really long hair hanging in. exactly did you dream about that like earlier today uh for continuity's sake when we last played yosef and i both talked mm. about our dream when we woke yeah, you did wait i hate to say it but now is our uh is our young woman sleeping beauty I was thinking something like that, but I didn't want it to believe it. Would it be worthwhile to a bunch of little dwarves? Uh, you know, seven of them. Would it be worthwhile to visit this pool, the Red Cook? Oh, definitely. definitely. Before we go to Brunswick, yes. Well, perhaps we should split up. I'm starting to or... wonder if he once again was trying to summon the fish. Or the frog king, Make a just wish, something. The fish wish, or the frog king, or I we don't have nice. the police. Don't have any. Haven't placed Professor Erling at that pool at all. No, they just, they just want to know what she knows about her. That's they just know they were traveling her. together. That's where she was found. That's where she was found. But she could have made the chalk marks, lit the candles. Going to bed it's, it's it's suspicious that the professor checked out in the middle of the night. It was so. also they did find her that morning. They checked out Wednesday night, or did he check out to, uh, Wednesday morning? They oh the, Wednesday the, morning the, in a.m. Sorry, Pascal. Wednesday morning on one a.m. He checked out, and she um, was found. How much later? He said uh, in the early morning hours. Like a few hours so, later, something so happened. Yeah, they, they, they may have been together. Something terrible happened. He came back and checked out to protect himself, or um, to who knows? We don't or know. Flee whatever got on a Rosa. And then later and that same day, he whoever. ordered all the flowers at the nearby town. Do you know? Oh, she had blonde hair because Snow White's sister was rose red on a Rosa. Yeah. Something keeps popping into my head about that story from the Grim Letter about the Frederick boy and the right, voice that the, uh, the, the, the cemetery. The fishy voice says to him, "Why did you come back?" 
Wait. Like, Why did you come back? Oh, like the uh like the fisherman and the and the wishing fish. Well, Anna Rosa oh. came back to her small town too. I'd be interested like to see what sort of family she has. Well, the bus would be around by uh, 10 a.m., 1 p.m., or 5 p.m., so... Let's all get a good night's sleep, yeah. And we'll think about how we'll do this and maybe try to hit the 5 p.m. bus. Why wouldn't we take the first bus? I said we'd check the pool out to see if they have that sigil around just to get some idea of what happened. Is it possible the, the pool is still open? This time go night, probably not. It might be a good idea to talk to a more senior member of the investigation during the business hours. Did Anna Rosa have chalk on her hands and chalk in the pocket of her dirndl? Did, uh, you know, did oh, she have a book of there. matches in her other pocket? Some of that wasn't just writing down everything the detective said. Yeah, was she doing it herself, or was somebody? That there, again, we have no idea that we have nothing that proves to us that Professor Erling was at the pool. Hmm. I'm not saying he wasn't, but we need more details. It'll be better in the morning, I think, after we've slept some. It it yeah, looks so like a lovely good. night. I think I'm going to take a walk around the town, smoke my pipe. Would anybody like to join me? I'll accompany. Perhaps. You keep an idea on where these uh, meadows may have been. All right, just be careful. There's something weird going on here. You, I, I think uh, Daniel and I can yeah. handle ourselves, but thank you, Carl. Uh, oh, yeah. Can we take a quick five-minute break? Okay, sure. All right, thank you. So, Daniel and Walter, you taking a stroll around uh, the town. Um, any certain uh, specific thing you're aiming for? I remember from the letter uh, from Grimm that he wandered around the fields near the the pool. So, I'm sure that's you know, been built up since then. But I, I do want to head down towards where that pool would have been and kind of just explore the neighborhood. So you, so you ask for, uh, for directions? Oh, definitely, from the concierge. i probably bring up, we should also... Well, he, like he can sanitary. tell you that basically there are um, a couple of smaller uh, of these sinkholes even within the city limits, but the... The biggest one would be, for once, the Redicoke, which is uh, next to the train line. If you just follow the street uh, adjacent to the train line, you would uh, you would find it. And on the other side of town, near the woods, there would be what is called the Children's Sea, which uh, is basically a little smaller one, but it's more or less used as a local dump area. So yeah. build, uh, builders use it to uh, dump the uh, the rubbish from uh, building sites and stuff like that. That doesn't sound like an enjoyable walk to me, Daniel. No. no. 
and Bingo. that would be a little bit uh, a little longer uh, walk and there is the silver hole which is north of town but that would be like a, a good two hours march the railway sounds nice yeah. appropriate 10 15 are, minute walk we can are there have any, a little uh, specific chat. are there any like specific cemeteries in town Oh, well, there is uh, the cemetery uh, at the um, uh, at the church and uh, the Jewish uh, cemetery. Uh, not at the church, uh, sorry. It's the, the big cemetery is uh, on the east side of town. Okay. In the Jewish cemetery, the, if... This is the same town that Fritz died in. That's where he was buried, correct? That Probably. is correct. The Jewish cemetery is uh, next to the uh, to the Jewish temple and uh, the uh, the high school. What what is that in relation to where we're going? Is would it like take oh, us an well, hour or? No, it's basically en route. Great. Let's check them all out, Daniel. Take a look. So you walk down the uh, the street. The It's middle of May, so light is still uh, not completely gone as you walk down the, uh, the street. And you... Pass a small, uh, a small, infenced area with two big buildings. Uh, you're looking at them from the backside. One seems uh, to be the school building, and the other one, the small, uh, a little smaller one, uh, looks like it is the Jewish temple. It has a uh, cross of David in the windows. And there is on uh, on your side, directly adjacent to the temple, there is a small cemetery. Can we visit? Yeah, it's a, a gate. You can just walk in. After you, Daniel. Yeah. Let's see if we can find that uh, that uh, Fritz's name somewhere. Or any very old, Anything similar. Yeah, we do it. Proves at least the proves the letter was true, which so adds a few you, other things. You walk along the line, uh, the lines of grave uh, of gravestones, and you're looking for uh, uh, the name Friedrich. Uh, yeah, it was Fritz, wasn't it? Well, not a common name in Germany, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, I, I think, I think there was like a full name know, for him on the, in like the letter, or no? It's old enough that. Uh... Oh yeah, Frederick, our Fritz. But yeah, anything that's like around the right time, early 19th century. Um, do a spot him both. I got a zero two. 
and my spot hit in 35. So that's an extreme oh. success. Yeah, you find uh, um, a gravestone, which I had uh, basic success. Yeah, but I think with, with the extreme, you find what you uh, what you were looking for. You find a headstone that uh, is fitting from the date uh, date of death with um, the name Fritz Ipsha. Daniel, come look at this. Oh, let me write this down. Is there anything else on the headstone? Or, or however it's marked. Um, it uh, it just says our good friend. Fascinating. Yeah. Death, yeah. Hmm. We'll have to show our friends tomorrow, or just tell. I write it down. Just write it down. Just so I have it down. And as you, uh, as you're standing there, there is a. Uh, Man coming out of the uh, out of the the back of the temple. Um, he walks over uh, to you. Um, hello there. Can I help you? He's wearing a uh, respectable suit. Uh, no, uh, no good, sir. We're just we were just checking something. Uh, no big deal. Hello, I, this is I. I am I'm Walter von Arenberg. We're visiting your town, oh. and uh, uh, this is my friend Daniel Lieberman. Oh, um, uh, I'm Jacob C uh, Simon, the the rabbi uh, of uh, this congregation. Very nice to meet you, sir. We we uh, we were just noticing this. Uh, this memorial to uh, a Fritz, uh, Fritz Ipchi. Yeah, that, that's interesting. You're you're the second party uh, interested in in him in the last uh, within the last week. Truly, uh, was it that is man, interesting. Does an older man like a few days ago asked about this? Yeah, and uh, uh, Prof uh, Professor Erling, and he he was accompanied by a young, uh, young woman. Was it Tuesday? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it, it was on Tuesday. Did Did you talk with them as as you? Yeah, yeah, they us? they were uh, they were interested uh, in uh, to look at some documents we uh, we have here. Uh, the professor seemed to be very interested in the the time of the uh, the uh, this Fritz was uh, has been buried here. Would would it be too much of us to ask at this? We could look as well. Hour to look. I can make not, a donation all, to your temple. <laughs> not at all, but I I hope you will. Uh, you won't uh, you won't mind. I had to. Uh, I had to translate the 
uh, the notes the professor was interested in. So I really don't want to do that. Uh, that again, <laughs> it should be fine. I, I think I can read them. What language are they in? Oh, in uh, Yiddish. Ah. I, think, uh, I think we'll be fine. I think I can. I haven't practiced that hard, but I've known it for most of my oh. life. <laughs> So you then uh, come into uh, come into the house, please. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. So. Well, um, if you take a uh, take a seat, I'll uh, see if I can find the uh, the text. Um, they have. They, had, uh, they were particularly interested in uh, two notes by an old rabbi uh, who was the uh, rabbi here for a long time. He, uh, from, ah, thank you. He was the rabbi until uh, from the middle of the 18th to the beginning of the 19th century. Uh, but I have them somewhere here. I didn't uh, put them back. Let me see. Rule 29, 5,512. Uh, 5, have I done the right thing? This question has tormented me for months and thus I entrusted to this book. So others, wise that I, may judge it in distant years. Sometimes one cannot help but incur guilt, and so it was probably right to ask Mr. Hinzel to leave town. Nothing could be less beneficial to our community than quarrels of the Christian council. Nevertheless, I missed the good master's wise encouragement, for he was undoubtedly a man of great knowledge, whose figures and symbols I myself was not able to follow, which he based on the writings of the Talmud, often laid up before me, nor do I think of the wisdom of the words scriptures revealed to one solely for the interpretation of the Kabbalah. But it must stand as a fact that he prophesied that evil will befall us, and this was, if not in every item, yet generally the truth. And for this very reason, I had to tell him to go. For men wouldn't punish... The men are, want to punish the bearer of bad tidings rather than its cause. And in the meantime, have I not succeeded in keeping the madness of the last few weeks separate from the innocent work of our congregation to counter all the false suspicion, uh, suspicions that all too readily available when it comes to the sons and daughters of Israel? So I had to conceal the fact that Sarah Salich, wealth of Aaron, and daughter of Joshua, like two Christian women, had borne a child no bigger than the span of my hand, which nevertheless survived the Sabbath seven times before it massively passed away. But these and other evils seem to me only seem like a penetrable cloud before which true evil was hidden. Did it really have to do with that evil and merry festival of which Master Hinzel had rallied so vehemently, with the strange music of the motley-haired foreign minstrel? The celebrations for which the simple-minded Hana then returned, though not the only one in good, good hope, who then disappeared probably threw herself into the water in shame, like many other frivolous things, or even into one of those new devil's holes, on the shore of which one only sees evil people. May blessings be upon the way of Mr. Hischel, and may the heavens forgive my denial of hospitality. We here, however, Jews and Christians alike, will have to do once again. We were always done since the, day, the days of Job, when faith struck us, to test the strength of our faith. To build up, to heal, and complete the works of the Lord with the strength of our youth. 
so Jim, I'm sorry. So th these are notes that Dr. Erling asked for. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he he uh, took particular interest in, in this one and in this one. ER 13, 1570. I have seen so many things on this earth, good things and bad, reason, simplicity and madness, joy and sorrow, and despite many strokes of fate and even the death of my beloved wife the previous winter, I must admit, I have had a good life and what is more a longer one than most, but now it seems that everything has been in vain. The work and hope of a life that has yet to be crowned by our, our wonderful new synagogue because it has returned. Forgive me, Lord, if I have doubt of your counsels, but in the first deceased tomb, I've had to lay rest in your new home. I again recognize the signs. Although the new exact circumstances seem to be of a completely different nature than at that time, an age ago, I again feel the raising of an evil of insanity and violence, which clouds our perception, so we shall not fathom its fitted source this time either. A young man was brought to me, still a youth from a foreign city to which his long deceased parents left nothing but the Teutonic name Friedrich probably in the hope of furthering his later career. A beast is said to have attacked him, a beast that left no traces, but both I and his comrade recognize the bite marks of a human when we see them. Near the city, and as they say here and there in the woods, earth has once op more opened up, and its gaping wounds is filled with foul, was filled with foul-smelling water. At night, they say, one hears singing from there. The others say they only hear adolescent's boy holding a test of courage. Yesterday, I spotted a colorful wagon of a juggler in a meadow near the uh, Sonnenberg. As you remember, dimly having seen one, just like all those years ago, and just as all those years ago, the wind carried some kind of rhyme. Something about a mouse and a big fur cap. So curious, even the scholarly comparison of that young Frederick was quite intrigued by it when I mentioned it. I will, there, I will therefore order my congregation to stay at home as much as possible the next few months, immersed in prayer, and to avoid all public amusements, even the approaching free, sh uh, free shooting and fair. In contrast to the Christians, we are not forbidden by our laws to commit suicide in the greatest need. I hope that heaven will be merciful to us. Goodness. Um, when we saw the Harlequin... Was he dressed in many colors or was it a black yeah. harlequin? It was many colors. Many colors. Walter, I think so I think it's Daniel like puts on the paper after I guess vaguely explaining it in like German from Yiddish to you. <laughs> of uh I Yeah, you need you, it's a you bit need unsettling a time to uh, to copy it down and um... yes. probably takes like an hour at like the earliest probably so I, do, do did they say why they were interested in these particular notes well he was interested in the uh, in the uh, the uh, the Frederick and uh, while looking through the notes we found the uh, the later entry in the diary of uh, this rabbi. And uh, the first one was really just a stroke of luck skimming through the, uh, through the notes. He seemed to be uh, very interested in the uh, in this Frederick and uh, they seemed so similar. That's what I understood from him. 
I uh, I don't know um, those dates. When would they? Would they be? In oh, the, um, <laughs> yeah, sure. In our regular calendar. Um, let me see. That would be the first one. Would be the eighth of September, seventeen fifty two, and. The second one, the 17th of May, 1810. It's interesting. But uh, that tracks of something we've like looked into. So this is a bit surprising, but miraculous to say the least. Uh, well, thank you for your time, Rabbi. Um, oh, sure, if, sure. If, if you see uh, the, the professor or the young lady again. Can you um, let them know we're looking for them? We're still well, at the golden I heard line. That the, that uh, something happened to the young lady. From from what I heard, she uh, she's not in a good state. That's what we we understand as well. Yes, uh, the professor's wife is has asked us to to see if we could find him. So we're we're trying to find him. By the way, um, one of the very odd things we've we've heard is that the professor bought a great deal of silk flowers. Have you heard or seen anything? Silk? Just, I'm just a stab in the dark. No. Okay, that's fine. Well, thank you, Rabbi. <laughs> well, and, what, and what, uh, whatever did he want them for? We don't Trying to know. find out. <laughs> we think it might be a sign of his weakening grasp on, um, on reality. But we're we're not sure at this point. So as you step out of uh, the temple and say goodbye to uh, to the uh, young rabbi, and I make uh, sure I do give him some money to to thank him for his time. Oh, we'll put that to good uh, to good use. Thank I'm you sure. so much, and shalom. Well, and it has gotten dark. Uh, now, you still want to? I think we should head back, Daniel. There's a lot to share we, with their friends. I think this is eventful. Yes, I, I, think I do. The other place on before we go to the other before we go to uh, Munchausen. I agree. I did want to speak to you, so I was glad that uh, I had this moment to walk with you alone. Um, as you know, you know, once in a while, I've helped you and your partner with a, a variety of different cases and things like that. And I, I have to admit, I've quite enjoyed myself. And I was wondering um, what you thought about perhaps me moving from uh, an amateur status to either joining you in the firm or, or perhaps uh, starting something on my own? I... I'm not against the idea, but that's not my choice to make. You have to talk to Henning about that. I think that he, he owns the building, or I guess he owns the office, and it's I think it's more his call to make. So I see. I will say I, will, I won't be against it, but I can't say. I've yes, enjoyed so working with you in in our our past in the war. Um, uh, you're a good man, um, and as you know, one who doesn't have anything to do does get bored. So. Um, I'm looking to 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 challenge myself a little. When the people get bored, they go 
on a mad dash across many towns buying silk flowers. <laughs> As we have done. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Okay, you inform the others uh, this night, or do you... Uh, I probably... But I get back to my door, uh, back to the uh, hotel room. I probably handheading the papers if he's not asleep, and then I'll probably tell him we're gonna tell the others two in the morning because they're probably sleeping. Yeah, um, I probably wake up when you come in. Morning. Yeah, you, uh, you, you get in and uh, yeah, let's say you wake him up. Okay. You didn't. You didn't go all the way to the. Bath area, the bathing no. area. We found the cemetery, though. Oh. So those stories check out. That's uh, yeah, which is a bit. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bit worrisome. Starting to wonder if there's like some sort of underground cult here. Um, there seems to be a thing and, about every time a sinkhole happens, something bad happens. Well, you described the rabbi talking about the times of old when these things happened before. Yeah. I'm worried if, like, every time a sinkhole happens, something comes out of it, or, or something comes people, with it. Local superstition people start worshiping the devil or something. It also seems to be something always do that Harlequin, or even when the Rifle Festival comes up. I don't know. I just want to find the old man and get back to Berlin. I mean, that's fair, but. I wonder if he's also following all he's followed all these leads too. Uh, the point is that he, if he's one of them, I mean, if he's looking to become one of them and he's imagines that there's magic and superstition and all that's real, that's that does make it real. It just makes him nuttier. True. But we gotta I'm find still him. a bit nervous. I'm still a bit concerned considering the letter about the boy being attacked by that weird creature and that's followed up by a separate note, which means it wasn't just a hallucination. It means that something happened. For all we know, it was just a rough draft of, I mean, people can use tragedy as inspiration to write, write stories. But yeah, I mean, that, why did you come back? Really, really keeps eating at me. The better to eat me with. What so, big teeth you have. It's almost like a mix like a mix of one story bleeding into the other. Anyway. Get I'll, some them, sleep. I'll, I'll tell them about I'll show them this in the morning and then we'll figure out what we'll do. Probably just go to Munchausen after we check out the pool. I, I try not to wake up Hans as I as I go into our room. I'm gonna sit up though and smoke my pipe in the dark for a little while and think. Okay, and but at one point or another, all of you have turned in and you've fallen asleep when you suddenly all of you wake up. You just stare and you have this awful smell of rotten fish in your nose and 
you sit uh, you sit up and you see that all of you are sitting on the ground and all in front of you is a fields as long as the uh, as wide as the eye can see fields of wheat or rye but from somewhere there's this disgusting fishy stem do we see each other yeah you see each other is the daylight yeah it's the the sun is high in the sky i checked my watch you want to check your watch and there is no watch and you you look down at you on yourself and you you're wearing strange clothing like colorful like clothing out of a painting no like like something from medieval times Um, like a tunic yeah like like tunic and breeches hoping i'm well dressed yeah because that's important to me you're you're uh, basically in more silks whereas hans is uh, like in a looks like a scholarly uh, robe and Daniel and Carl, you're looking uh, down yourself. You you have uh, you see that you have uh, there's a sword on your side. Hmm. Where is that god awful fish smell coming from? Look well, you you look around and you realize that you really don't want to turn around. You're all looking in one direction, and you you look to the sides. But when you when you want to turn your head more, it's like something try uh, is preventing you from like there's this feeling of disgust once you turn your head. Does it not come from a direction, or is it just like permeating everywhere from behind you? And there's nothing else but this wheat field. There's no forest. There's no mountains. There's no villages. Nothing. As far as you can see. Can I stand? Yeah, you can stand up. Sure. Can I pull out my sword? And reflection? Yeah. Look in the reflection of my sword. <laughs> well, yes, you can. And what would you see? It's not easy to identify anything in the reflection, but there seems, Orders, I guess, there seems to be something behind you, like buildings or something. And yet I'm afraid to look at them. I'm afraid to look back. Well, you you can try to force yourself to turn around. You just have, you all just have this feeling that you don't want to turn around. Do does my my leg hurt? Do I have my limp? No. 
I passed a willpower, so I can. Yeah, you can turn around. I'm going to turn yeah, around. I think I want to turn as well because obviously it's a dream if I'm not in pain. We'll try the same. Yeah, I'm going to as well because I need to like I need to back up penning. I've sent you a private message. Ah, okay. Do we do we need to roll willpower or something? Well, I did just to see if I okay. Mm-hmm. Make it past my own psyche. Wait, let me just check. Ah, great. Just do you have occult? I have a little, yeah. I have 35. Um well do check. <laughs> 94. Never mind. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, uh, do you try to turn around as well? I'm going to let these other people Okay, uh, start. All... I'm thinking about something really hard that I can't remember. You all passed, I, uh, I think. So you turn around. What you see is uh, there is in a little distance there are runes of a uh, of a big city, and adjacent to it, you see a big lake, and that's where this stench of fish is coming from. The lake looks dark; it looks dirty, and a fog is rising from the lake, and going through the uh, to the the ruined city how does the city look uh, it looks ruined okay at the lake of evil water do the runes look age appropriate to our dress um age appropriate they look like they've been in decay for a long long time I, I mean, like the period, or do they look like Roman yeah. ruins? They, they look like, or... like ancient buildings. Okay. And, what, and as you ponder it, you're suddenly within these ruins. You're standing in the middle of a street. The, the crumbling walls are towering over you. You can all do a sand check. Did I get pulled along? Hmm? You're pulled along, yeah. All five of you. I failed. Passed. Yes. So pass is zero and fail is one. I move closer to Daniel um, out of habit when we're in dangerous situations. And the oh, my hands on my I guess on the handle of my sword. The fog is all around you. It's rising, and you have the feeling that you can't hear very well. Every all sounds are dampened, and in front of you, in the distance, you see this. You're like on the main road, and there's something like a big pyramid directly next to the lake, which this street leads to. 
and no sounds of other beings. Birds crying, people buzzing. Do listen roll. Daniel, my limp is gone. How is your face? I guess I put my hand to my face. Mm-hmm. Um, you... I got an O. I got an O one. Okay. Um, everyone who passed, you hear movements, very dampened, very subdued. But there's something moving. But no, no birds, no calls, no voices. But moving. you hear movement. You hear the waves from the the lake, and you hear splashes in between, as if something moves just out of sight. I'm going to go toward the pyramid. Yeah, stick together, everybody. Uh, but I, I still like check my face. Just do like. Yeah, you still. Um, you still have the the scars. Okay. Still there. Usual. My limp is gone. This is this is uh, obviously a dream, um, and and you all are just in my dream. I'm imagining you're real in here with me. Um, it's fascinating. The same, which is quite peculiar. Or are you just a yeah. butterfly dreaming that you're a man in a dream? <laughs> um, <laughs> we talked about this before. It's not. <laughs> Do you just stand there? Or are you moving somewhere? No, we're going no, towards, the towards the pyramid. Okay, um, you're going yeah. towards the pyramid. Although, Joseph, if any hair comes out of a hole in the pyramid, I'm not climbing again. I concur. You. It takes you quite some time. The pyramid seems to be bigger than you, you thought. You're walking for minutes and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And when you reach the foot of the pyramid, it's like not, not uh, flat and uh, shiny surface, but there are steps on your side. What color is it? The stone? The stone is seems to be black, but there's something on it. Like brown, reddish brown. Like it was underwater or like it's been covered with blood. Like yeah, is it like basalt with like really old blood? You 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 bend down and it seems to be dried blood. Like some old Aztec pyramid. They had it looks a bit like that, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, fellow dreamers, when Prince and I fell down from Rapunzel's tower, we just woke up. So I don't think we can, we need to be afraid of what happens here. We might as well see who's on top. We want to climb the pyramid. We've been brought to it. It might stink less up there. I I would agree. I I feel that Herr Freud's theories would say if there's a pyramid, you must climb it. I begin to climb. 
looks like a thousand feet up. It's hard to say, but could be, yeah. It's it's I've marched I've marched more than two days. It takes quite some time and it's a little treacherous to climb these stairs with this brown stuff on it. With... Is it on every step? It's all over the pyramid. It's on all every step. But in the middle of the... Uh, there, uh, it's like scraped away a little bit in the middle. And you see, can see something was stretch marks up. on the stone. Like something was dragged up the middle? Or clambered up with claws. Hmm. And as you near the top, you see an opening. There's a door. It's like a, a, a gate. The gate made of uh, the entrance back to the womb. Clearly, I've moved in into a deeper stage. I want to turn around and what, what do we see behind us? The the landscape? Do we you see the land below or is it foggy? You see uh, the the side you're on is facing towards the lake. So you look down and you, you can see shapes moving in the lake. There are things in there. Hundreds of things. Like big things or smaller things? Uh, Human-sized. Human Maybe a little bigger. They're moving just under the water. I'll turn back around. Uh, as you turn back around, you can, in the distance, along the lake very far in the distance. You think you see another uh, city, a white city, but it's very far away. It just, it's just the, uh, a notion of, uh, of buildings that you might see there. Well, let's head up towards the entrance. Opening like just an alcove, or is it like a metal? Yeah, it's plate? not um, like an alcove. It's oh, okay. it, you go into, you enter it, mm-hmm. and it opens up into a big hall, bigger than the top of this pyramid should permit. The walls look lo- a bit like they are a cave. Mm. And in the middle of, there's rubble all around you, uh, all around on the floor. And in the middle, there's a big pedestal, like four by four meters and about like shoulder height. uh, And there are drag marks on this pedestal and on the floor towards the opening. As if something had been removed and dragged away. And there might be like yeah. a statue here. Like this used to be a temple and they defaced it. 
the pedestal is empty. The pedestal is empty. Yeah. Is it, but there, there are signs. signs. There are signs on the uh, on the pedestal. Letters like. Can so you like in a language or... we understand? It's. There are no signs that uh, that any one of you has ever seen, but do uh, intelligence. Nope. Uh, Not a great night for me rolling wise. I passed. I, Success. I am two points away from an extreme. Does that matter? No. Okay. It's a hard then. Okay. Uh, those who pass, you have never seen these symbols, but somehow you, you understand that they tell of a being called Borkrook, this name, you just know that is the name of that what was worshipped here, and that it was a great god of, uh, of a kind of lizard people. You all take two points, uh, those who pass take two points of sanity, and you gain five mythos. Okay, two sanity damage? I mean, this makes perfect sense to me because I'm dreaming. Obviously, these are, are words in my own mind. <laughs> so what does your mind tell you they say? Well, you're a projection of me, so you know it, but... I suppose the dream wants me to say it aloud for some reason. Um, and I reiterate what we understand. Are you doing anything else in there? And I feel like the, 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 I've learned something deep about myself in the world. The blood, it doesn't look like a sacrifice. It looks like a bloodbath, right? Like there was a slaughter. Yeah. Is the uh, the scratches in the pedestal? Do they have blood in them? Are they older than the blood, or are they newer? They seem to be newer. There's a story in the Bible about a temple being violated. I don't remember what it is. A pagan temple. Is it possible that the city was know. destroyed and then they took the statue? Yeah, as spoils. Or did the statue, was the statue taken and that's why the city fell apart? Was this it's obviously the blood was before they took the statue, so it's obvious that these killed those that were protecting the temple. I don't think anything's obvious, but... It's odd. Now, the last time Prince and I woke up and we fell, I don't like falling even in dreams, though. Maybe I'll if I just, you know, sit down. You, Hans and uh, Dr. Prince, you have a little different feeling like uh, as the last time 
this feels more real. Did, last did, time was really like girl. like a, a, a normal dream of some sort. You feel felt very detached from yourself. Right. This, this time it actually hurt to climb the pyramid, whereas it was strenuous. Yeah, yeah, climbing Rapunzel's hair was kind of an intellectual exercise. So I guess I won't throw myself down the pyramid. Uh, and also that if that means that this place is dangerous, maybe we should, I don't know, look for shelter. Anything else in this room? Besides the rubble and the pedestal? You're, look, uh, you're searching? Yeah, I'm looking around. Okay, do a spot hidden. So it just it, the the corridor ends in just that empty room with a yeah okay uh, normal success okay um, you look around and you see a gleaming of gold within the rubble in one corner I guess I'll levy a rock out of the way just to see what it is you you. Brush the rubble aside, and there's a, a, a coin, like a big coin, like two inches across. Seems to be made from gold, and it has the image of this strange thing with scales and a broad uh, mouth on it, like a little thing. Did you uh, did you pass the intelligence roll? I did. Yeah, this is definitely what uh, what those signs were talking about. And as you pick the uh, the coin up, you uh, all of you wake up in your beds, and it's morning. Oh, because I was like picking up to like go look at the back side. I guess before you get to look at the back side, <laughs> I wake yeah, up. Yeah, you, you try to turn around, and that's. Uh, and no, you don't have the coin. And I think that's where we make the cut. Wild. Our players included Brian Ridge, David Gasway, Max Dahl, Steve Anderson, and myself with Pascal Breitenfeld as our keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.